Hello and happy Easter. Death could not stop him. The grave could not hold him. The great hope of Easter today is that Jesus is alive. What an incredible day to celebrate together. I'm so glad that you're part of Easter right here at Cultivate Church Online. Today, people from all around the world will celebrate Easter. Now, I recognize that as people celebrate Easter, many people will celebrate today for different reasons. We may not all see eye to eye about Easter. For many people, it's just a reason to get together and throw a party. We will find reasons in our culture just to get together and just to have fun. For many people, it's a family tradition. It's Easter lunch. It's Easter gatherings around the table together with family. We just like to spend that time with maybe people you don't see except for on Easter, and you'll gather just for that. For many people, since I was a kid, it was the excitement and the anticipation that the Easter bunny was going to come and there was going to be Easter eggs, and that was a lot of fun. Yet many people will gather around the world today because we know the hope of Jesus. Yet I recognize that more people than ever before are becoming less faith-focused. Did you know that now a quarter of our country identify with no faith at all? They don't claim to be followers of Christ. They don't claim to be a part of anything. A quarter of our country today. For the first time, this is very recent, just in findings, for the very first time, church members are actually a minority in our country. It's amazing the disconnect that we're seeing in our faith. And I believe today that's why many people are missing the Easter experience. I've titled your message today, An Easter Experience. Because Easter is really all about the ultimate sacrifice that God would send His Son to die on a cross and then three days later be resurrected and returned to heaven so that we would have forgiveness of our sins to be reconnected to God. So if Easter is the great hope and there's such an incredible experience to be met with Jesus and what this day represents, why is it that more people today feel disconnected from the experience of Easter than ever before. Today, I want to talk to us about how to experience Easter. The Easter experience that Jesus desired for you and for me. And I want to talk to us through three things that I believe are relevant to our life, three Easter traditions that maybe you experience in your life. It's very common in our culture here, three things that we do and celebrate and use on Easter that I believe actually represent where we are in our lives, in our journey with God. So I want to pray today just that God would speak to us through His Word. Again, I'm honored that you're a part of Easter here at Cultivate Church, and I'm believing that today we will experience Easter together. I want to pray for you. God, thank you for my friends who are watching online or listening through podcasts. I pray over the next few moments together that you will speak to us through your word and you will do something so supernatural today through the hope and the experience of Easter. In Jesus' name, amen. So three traditions that I want to give you today that I think we experience through Easter that actually represent how many of us are living our lives missing the Easter experience that Jesus wants for us. And then I want to show you parallel to that 
the way Jesus intended for us to experience these things through the lens of Easter. So number one, the first tradition I want you to write down is Easter candy. Easter candy. Since I was a kid, one of my favorite things about Easter was the Easter candy. Maybe many of you today experienced something like this. Maybe the Easter bunny showed up to your house and he brought you an Easter basket. Now, the Easter basket is fun. Maybe you don't do Easter baskets. Maybe you don't do the Easter bunny, and that's totally cool. But in my house, we like to find even reasons for candy. I mean, candy is one of the most fun things that I think that we enjoy. My four-year-old loves candy. I mean, who doesn't love a good box of nerds? Nerds are one of my favorites. The old classic the Tootsie Roll. Does anybody still get Tootsie Rolls? I like his Tootsie Roll. You can't beat a good pack of Skittles. I mean, everything packed in the Easter basket is just a lot of fun. And see, I think that this Easter basket, that this candy, that everything that's in here actually represents most of our philosophy in the way that we live our lives. We anticipate the Easter basket and the Easter candy because it brings us joy. It's something that satisfies us. It is that sweet tooth. It's that when we look inside that basket and we begin to look for that favorite candy that we enjoy the most. It represents something that you and I are searching for to please ourselves. And that's not much different than what Jesus experienced with people in the Bible. I want to show you something in Matthew chapter 19 where Jesus is talking to a rich man who has everything, yet he had a question for Jesus, and this is what he said. He said, Teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? Jesus told him, If you want to be perfect, go and sell your possessions and give money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. But when the young man heard this, he went away sad. For he had many possessions. Now, there's a few things happening here that I think are pretty incredible. First of all, from the very question that the rich man is asking, it was a self-serving question. It was not about a relationship with Jesus. It was not about experiencing the presence and the person of Jesus. It was a self-serving question so that he could find something good for himself. He said to Jesus, what good deed must I do? To have eternal life. You see, the outcome that he was looking for was something for himself, something that would satisfy and be good to him. He wanted to reach in and get something that was for himself. You see, we're natural at this. We live in a selfie society. Now more than ever, we turn the lens on ourselves. We are people who are self-centered, we're self-serving, and we're self-reliant. It's just naturally now a part of who we are. When we wake up, we think about me, myself, and I. Will I have a good day? What will make me happy today? What will get me farther in life today? Most of us, maybe not even intently doing it to ignore the good of other people. We're not maybe thinking about selfishness within ourselves, but we're living life so focused on the inward and what's going to please me that we omit the experience that Jesus wanted us to have. Martin Luther King Jr. said it this way. He said, they live in an eternal eye. He said, they never learn to rise above themselves. It is this state of selfishness. And I can think about my first time in the Easter 
uh, season with an Easter basket where I got the big chocolate bunny. Can you remember the big chocolate bunnies? Maybe some of you got one of those today. And I remember the first time I remember seeing that bunny and I thought, wow, I have a giant statue of solid chocolate. I mean, I was so pumped about it. I remember taking the little foil wrapper off of it and exposing the ear of the bunny and taking a bite only to discover that it was hollow on the inside. I was so disappointed to find out that it wasn't solid chocolate, that it was just hollow. It was actually pretty thin once you actually took a bite of that chocolate bunny. I think many of us are living and approaching life that way. We're taking a big chunk out of life, expecting something to bring us fulfillment, happiness, satisfaction, a feeling of self-worth and overcoming and pride and joy and all the things that we're looking for in this world. Yet we're feeling disappointed, empty, hollow when we actually take a bite of the things we thought would satisfy. We're missing the experience of Easter because we're looking for it in all of the wrong places. Yet Jesus lived very differently. And because of Jesus, we can have an Easter experience. Look at what Jesus says and what happened in Matthew chapter 26. Jesus is talking to his disciples right before he goes to be crucified. Jesus knew the cross was in front of him, and here's what he said. He begins to explain his emotions. He says, My soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Then he went on a little farther. He bowed with his face to the ground, praying, My Father, notice this, talking to God, If it's possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet, I want your will to be done and not mine. You see, the experience of Easter is the self-sacrifice of our Savior. The real experience of Easter is the self-sacrifice of our Savior. You see, where we look at what pleases ourselves, when we find out that life is not really about us and that life is sort of hollow and disappointing when you don't get the return that you thought you would get and we're left feeling empty going, there has to be more than this. Well, the experience is Easter is the fact that when Jesus was so scared to go to that cross, God, please, if there's any other way, let's do that. Yet, not as I want, but as you want. God, not my will, yours. God, if this is what you want for me, so that people can experience a true Easter, I will lay my life down and I will sacrifice. Friends, today, the real experience of Easter, the resolution to the emptiness and the hollowness that you feel that life has left you today, the experience of letdown of thinking what the candy represents of Easter, of all the goodness that was satisfying us in life, when it is hollow, I'm telling you today that an Easter experience is what Jesus wants to use to change your life. So today, maybe we would decide to just take some things that we thought would provide happiness and joy, and let's just put it to the side and experience the Easter Jesus intended for us to experience. Number two, I think this is another barrier. Write this down, is our Easter clothes. 
many of you today in churches all across uh, America. There will be more pastel in churches today on this day alone than all the other days combined. Listen, more people get excited about our Easter clothes and dressing up on Easter. Yet just as we have that tradition of saying, well, it's Easter, I've got to have something new to wear on Easter. Many ladies will say, I've got to have an Easter dress. And then if you're married, your wife will tell you what you have to wear on Easter so that you will match and all of those Easter traditions. But I believe it represents another way that we're living that keeps us from experiencing the Easter Jesus wanted us to experience. Notice in the Bible, Isaiah 29, 15, we get a description that I believe is relevant to us. It says, Woe to those who go to great depths to hide. I underline that word, to hide their plans from the Lord, who do their work in darkness and think, Who sees us? Who will know? You see, I believe we don't experience Easter because we're trying to dress our dysfunction. You see, many of us, because life has left us hollow, empty, we haven't received from it what we thought we would get. So then we begin to dress our disappointment. We begin to dress our dysfunction. We begin to dress our discomfort. We begin to cover up really well. See, we know how to do that. We know how to dress in such a way that we fancy it up just a little bit. I mean, like today's Easter, maybe I should be dressed a little bit more uh, fancy today so I could easily dress myself up to, to bring it up to a little bit of a different level. See, when I begin to put on a sport coat and a jacket and get everything right. It looks maybe a little nicer, a little more put together. See, we know how to dress things up. We do that in our culture all the time. We have all of this emptiness and this hollowness, so we begin to do everything that we can just to dress it up. I want to ask you today, do you think possibly you've missed the experience of Easter because you've learned to dress your dysfunction? See, we do this, and some stats of 2018 said that the U.S. alone consumes 80% of the world's prescription drugs, meaning that we are looking for a solution for something. Did you know that Alabama leads the nation for the most painkiller prescriptions per person? Not only that, but right here in our area, right here in Shelby County, Alabama, Shelby County is ranked fifth in the state for drug overdose deaths. You see, we find a way to dress our dysfunction, to try to hide and to cover, to clothe ourselves so that nobody will know that we're hurting, so that nobody will know that we have dysfunction in our life, so that nobody will know that I am struggling, that my marriage is in trouble, that I'm addicted to pornography, that I have a drug addiction, that I'm spending way more money than I make, that my self-esteem is so incredibly low, that I don't want to leave my house, that I am in fear of my life, that we have all of these dysfunctions in our life. And somebody needs to know today, me too. We are all in the same boat together. But don't let your dysfunctions rob you from the experience of Easter. And because of Jesus, you don't have to. Notice what the Bible tells us in Isaiah 53, verses 4 through 6. This is incredible. 
It says, surely He, Jesus, He took up our pain, underline that, and He bore our suffering, underline that. Yet we considered Him punished by God, stricken by Him, and afflicted. But He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on Him. And by His wounds we are healed. Verse 6, we all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. See, the real experience of Easter is Jesus dressed in our dysfunction. Today, we are missing the experience of Easter because we are dressing ourselves to try to cover our dysfunction. Yet the Bible says Jesus clothed himself in our dysfunction for us. Notice, he took up, he put on, he clothed himself in our pain. He clothed himself in our suffering. He clothed himself in what should have been our punishment. He clothed himself in our iniquity. All of our sin, all of our shortcomings, all of our failures, we get it wrong. We mess it up. But Jesus, in spite of ourselves, he clothed himself in all of that so that you and I could truly experience Easter. Don't try to dress your dysfunction and miss out on the experience of Easter. The real experience of Easter is that Jesus dressed himself in our dysfunction. The Bible says that yet while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. As Jesus took and clothed himself in our dysfunction, in our pain, in our shortcomings, in all of that, when he took that upon himself, do you know that you were on his mind as he went to that cross? That I was on his mind, that he was in that garden praying, saying, God, please, if there's any other way, let's do that. Yet, God, if this is what you want me to do, I'm willing to do it. Because I know that John, and I know that Diane, and I know that Tom, and I know that, you know, you name it, you, he did it for you. You were the one on his mind. So today, it doesn't matter. Don't try to clothe yourself and cover it up. Don't let the Easter candy, living for yourself, the nine to five of every day, rob you of the experience of Easter. Don't let the Easter clothes get you where you think you have to have it all together where you have to walk in looking the part, when you have to walk in acting the part. Look, here at Cultivate Church, we're all messed up, and we know it, and we're better together because we help ourselves move past it. We don't have to live in it. We don't have to sit in it. We don't have to accept it. We just get better because we have had an experience of Easter. Don't let the candy get you. Don't let the clothes get you. And then number three, one of, I think, the biggest Easter traditions that many of us experience is Easter church. Easter church. I told you when we began today's message and our time together that more people are disconnected from the church than ever before. 
More people are leaving the church than they are running toward the church. And it breaks my heart because I believe that the church is the hope of the world. Yet Easter church, even for many people, as they run from the church every other day of the year, they run to church on Easter, and that's okay. Many people will experience Jesus, the atmosphere. They'll experience um, the gospel message today inside the walls of a church somewhere because it is Easter, because it's tradition. It's just what we do. Just like we do Easter candy, just like we do Easter clothes, we have Easter church. But I believe we don't experience Easter often because of confusing church. I think church somehow, somewhere, if, if just we're missing the mark in some way. And I think maybe today people are, are moving away from the church because they haven't really experienced what Jesus wants for their life and what he wants to do through the church. And this is no different than even the time of Jesus. I want to show it to you in the scripture in Matthew chapter 23, verses 5 through 7. It says, everything they do is for show. On their arms, they wear extra-wide prayer boxes with Scripture verses inside. And they wear robes with extra-long tassels. And they love to sit at the head of, of the table at banquets and eat in the seats of honor in the synagogues. They love to receive respectful greetings as they walk in the marketplace. And they love to be called rabbi. See, in the day, the description of what we're reading is religious people. It was the church people and how prideful they are and how they would go to the extent to let everybody know they had clothed themselves in such a way to let everybody know that I am special, that I am religious, that I go to church and I've got my life together. They had their boxes with the scripture verses on the inside. It would be like the equivalent of you carrying the family Bible today. You remember those when the Bible was this big and it used to sit on a coffee table? They would carry that Bible around and say, hey, I am a Christian. But the description here is hollow. It's not fulfilling. It's like that Easter candy. You take a bite out of it. And something's missing. It doesn't fulfill the way you thought it was going to fulfill. So I think for many of you today, maybe you're missing the experience of Easter because you've experienced confusing church. But because of Jesus, because of what he did to go to the cross and experience death for us, to give his life for us. And then three days later, the miracle of the resurrection of Jesus. He then told everybody to come together as the church, the hope of the world, and go out and make a difference in your community. And today, that's the experience of Easter. The local church is a beautiful thing. I want to show it to you in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 14 and 18, it says, Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. And all of this is a gift from God, who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. You see, the experience of Easter is changed people changing their community. Because of what Jesus did to go to the cross and overcome death 
hell and the grave and to be resurrected as hope in Jesus in, in hope in God for us to see him and be reconnected to him because he did that now we as a community of people are to go with the task of bringing people back to him it is the experience of Easter I want you to notice the progression of what Easter means for us today it means that because Jesus was selfless We don't have to live a selfish, self-fulfilling, disappointing, hollow life. Because Jesus went to the cross for our forgiveness to reconnect us in relationship with him, we don't have to clothe ourselves in dysfunction. That we can now stand dressed in the forgiveness of God. No more dressed in dysfunction. Because of the experience of Easter, We don't have to have confusing church. No, we get to be a part of something that's bigger than ourselves. It's the hope of the world, and it's changing us for eternity. I want to tell you today, as a pastor who leads a church, I'm sorry for any experience you've had where maybe a church has, uh, you know, maybe maybe they've, I don't know, sometimes they, they they get it wrong. Maybe they stepped out. Maybe they disappointed you. Maybe they let you down. Maybe you put your hope and trust in people and they disappointed you. It happens. But don't blame God's church on the faults and the mess-ups of people. Jesus wanted you to experience so much more. The local church was the plan of God for you to experience life with people, to make a difference with people, changed people changing our community. I was moved by some people in our church here locally at Cultivate Church that wrote us a message and expressed the difference that the local church had made in their life to reconnect them to their relationship with God. And this is what they said. They said, six years ago, this is a husband speaking, he said, my wife was dragging me to church. He said, I didn't want to go, and I especially didn't want to like it. Not, not only did I not want to go, I did not want to like it. I knocked everything. It was too far. The building was too sketchy. The usher was way too friendly as he took us to our seat. Music was too loud. The fog was too thick. I just didn't want to like it. But we kept coming, and we fell in love with it. This church loved my family and made us feel so welcome. You provided a place where we could find God's love and grace again. You saved us. All of that is because of changed people changing their community. Maybe you haven't experienced Easter through the local church the way Jesus wanted because we've just been disconnected in confusing church and we haven't experienced Easter the way Jesus wanted. Today, don't let the candy, don't dress and dysfunction in your Easter clothes. Don't let Easter church and the tradition of the church keep you from experiencing Easter. Because of Jesus today, we have great hope. Jesus loves you. He went to the cross and he laid his life down for you. The Bible is a beautiful book. It's a love story of God continually chasing us so that he could have relationship with us. Jesus, his son, was the ultimate sacrifice. That Jesus would willingly lay his life down. They didn't take his life. 
They didn't kill him. Jesus willingly gave, sacrificed himself on that cross, trusting God that three days later on Easter, he would be resurrected as a sign of hope for us of what God wants to do in your life. Today, my prayer is that you would have an Easter experience. I want to pray for you. Where you are, would you just maybe bow your head, just close your eyes. Just take a moment. Don't let any distraction get you right now. If you're listening by podcast, just wherever you are and whatever's going on, just focus in for just a moment because I just want to pray for us today. Today, I want to pray for us that we could have an Easter experience. Maybe it's been the Easter candy for you. Maybe it's been the the chase of trying to find what satisfies. And yet, you just feel hollow and empty after you've experienced the candy. Today, Jesus selflessly, he gave so that you could experience. Many of you, maybe you're trying to dress yourself, to dress your dysfunction, so that nobody would know that you're struggling, that you're hurting, that you're depressed, that you're lonely, that you're confused, that you're overwhelmed by the hollowness of life. You've been trying to cover it. But today, the beautiful experience of Easter is that Jesus clothed himself in all of that so that you don't have to. And maybe today we've been so disconnected with the things of God and running from the things of God. Easter church is just a day of tradition. But today I want to tell you there's power in community and people that are in it together. We're all better together. So maybe you find yourself in one of these areas today of struggle and today's your day to have an Easter experience. Maybe you're watching and you have no relationship with Jesus at all. You know today that Jesus is not number one in your life and I want to pray for you that this would be the day right now in this moment that you would say yes to Jesus. So I want to pray for you. Jesus, right now, we acknowledge, as the scripture said, we are all like sheep who have gone astray. I'm not perfect. I don't have it all together. My life has so many faults, so many fears, so many failures. But today, Jesus, I want to experience Easter. And I know that the true experience of Easter is found in you. So I'm asking you today to forgive me of my sin. Today I confess that I need you. Jesus, I choose to put you first in my life. And from this moment forward, I will choose to live learning what it means to love you and to serve you and to live as a follower of Christ. Jesus, thank you for saving me today. God, I pray for all of my friends today that may be struggling in one of the areas that we talked about today. I just pray that right now, in the midst of it all, you bring peace, you bring hope, you bring an experience of Easter. Jesus, we're so thankful for your presence, for the way you love us, for the way you speak to us, and ultimately for what you've done for us so that we could experience Easter. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer today, if you're watching at Church Online, will you just click that link that lets us know you made a decision to say yes to Jesus. We want to pray for you. We'd love to contact you, send you some stuff so that you know how to take next steps. We're not going to bother you or hassle you or any way. We would just love to pray for you and make ourselves 
available for you. Look, we love you. We're praying for you. If we can do anything for you or to help you on your journey, please let us know. God bless you and thank you for being a part of Easter at Cultivate Church.